1: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo With the Education Daba program with your host this evening Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis Now Yasira just to go back uh, Just to remind our listeners Marv, once again That if you would like to participate in the program You can send us your SMS to the number 47913, our SMS line 47913. Or you can give us a call in the studio on the number 021-442-3530. We do have our next guest in studio, and that is uh, Dr. Yusuf Lalkin. But before I go to Dr. Lalkin, uh, Yasira, uh, just to go very back very very quickly to our SMS line, um, and that was uh, from uh, Yasira Fisher. Um, and her mom saying well her mom said that they re- getting ready for school tomorrow. And then there was another SMS remember from one um eight and a half, four one four two. I need more time at home. And uh, you know that is almost kind of you know the sense of our educators out there.
0: Most of them read one alhamdulillah and you must remember sometimes um you know, each school differs uh, um, regarding workloads, regarding how smoothly processes run, procedures and protocols, you know, do, is the admin work all up to date, etc. So. If it was a hectic first term And sometimes it does happen um, Due to unforeseen things that do You know crop up during the middle of the term And you're halfway through already Then you can understand why more rest is needed But for me alhamdulillah I'm already Yes no. for, the, for
1: the new term Okay alhamdulillah Well so we would like to maybe hear from some of our educators out there You know what your views are uh, In respect of the second term inshallah uh, Then we do welcome back in studio with us uh, Educational psychologist And that is Dr Yusuf Lalkan uh, Doctor Assalamu alaikum Wa oh, alaikum salam one. It's good to be back with you Alhamdulillah Doctor And uh, we, before we get to You know Doctor We haven't uh, spoken to you For quite a while uh, But uh, So we do ask Ma For jumping into the first question There's an SMS from 0407 It says Assalamu alaikum. Can you give me The name of an educational psychologist In Woodstock Or the Cape Town area For a high school learner um, Can I ask that We pass it on to Doctor McClellan? Maybe Doctor can just make contact with that particular listener Inshallah So once again a very big shukran to our listeners For their participation to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape Again a reminder you can send us your SMS To the number 47913 We do have in studio Yasira Adonis occupational therapist As well as Dr. Yusuf Lalkin Educational psychologist Then Doctor there's another SMS from 5043 And this came through before the waqt of uh, Maghribal Red But it says Assalamu alaikum A question might be a bit of track Dr. Lalkan to answer When someone has been abused in any way Is the extreme volatility of their behavior justifiable? Now I'm not sure if doctor is in a position to answer that doctor But that is one of the questions that came through
2: Well, I think there's a simple response to that. I don't think any behaviour that is extreme in its sort of expression, whether it's uh, physically or verbally aggressive or violent, can be condoned. But I think certainly there's an obligation on us to sometimes understand why that behaviour presents itself. And in this particular instance, I think if there has been a history of abuse, that would certainly give us an indication of what the origin of that behaviour is, um, to then approach it a little bit more sympathetically possibly, mm-hmm. but also to help us in resolving whatever it is that causes that kind of behavior
1: Okay, shukran for that doctor. And once again a reminder to our listeners we do have in studio with us Dr. Yusuf Lalkin Educational psychologist if you have any questions or comments you can send us those by SMS, SMSing uh, To the number 47913 or you can give us a call in studio on the number zero two one double four two three five three zero. Now Dr. I I want you to comment, but I want to ask Yasira the question. Uh, We spoke to um, um, Sama. Uh, which was something to do with um, integrative. integrative health mm. yes. Mm. And they're speaking about the whole issue around Temperament of, of, of learners Maybe just a quick comment from your side that You acquired during that interview
0: <laughs> Shukran, I think if we're looking at temperament you know, We're looking at peculiar and dis- distinguishing Factors that makes us different From one another um, And those things ultimately is Your make up, how you respond to things Be it in a physical, emotional Ill- Intellectual or spiritual manner And I think that is what they're getting at You know, we must always remember that our emotional intelligence to us may seem sound But the effects and how others react toward it may not be as sound as we think And I think we want to understand that and how we impact on our environment and others around us And make that clear conscious decision, you know This is probably not the best way to move forward Exactly like the SMS is saying to know what constitutes behavior. Is it acceptable if A, B and C happened? Now if I'm emotionally intelligent, I will tell myself look, I've been through this process it was not a favorable one however, other people cannot you know pay the price or, or carry the Burden of what I've been through so the Way I express myself should Be in a very sometimes Not and, and most of the time not as Often as you would like but in a very diplomatic Manner mm-hmm. saying this has happened To me however you know you should Not be paying my dues
1: at the end Of the day. Okay shukran for that Yashira uh, Maybe doctor to quickly comment before we Get into what you're wanting to, well, want to I, chat about
2: Yeah no I think Yashira has provided I think a fairly comprehensive response To okay. that. I think temperament is a constant. That kind of embodies and, and, and integrates yeah. those diverse aspects that we sometimes discuss separately the intelligence, the emotional, the behavioral. Temperament is a concept that integrates all of that yeah. and somehow mm-hmm. tries to help us understand a person better.
1: Okay. Shukran for that uh, doctor uh, Then there's an SMS the doctor from 9729 uh, And it says Alaikum. I have a concern about a boy That has been on Ritalin for 6 years now And he is he's now 13 years old He has not been assessed Since he was put on uh, Ritalin And the reason why he was put on the Ritalin Was because uh, the doctor and the teacher said He has a concentration problem Uh, Please advise on what parents can And need to do Doctor? Well Again, the really one. I think the, the, we
2: make a lot of assumptions in just trying to understand what the, the, the listener is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's say that no child should be put on any medication unless there's been a comprehensive assessment done. Mm-hmm. And that assessment incorporates information provided by the parent by the teacher, by the pediatrician, and by a psychologist or therapist. So collectively they need to contribute to that decision about whether the child should go on to Ritalin or not. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. So it would be surprising if this did not happen in this particular child's case. The second thing is that uh, Ritalin should be reviewed on a regular basis. So the general um, advice I give to parents, because the medication has to be Prescribed by a medical practitioner Mm -hmm. And that practitioner will not Reissue a script Unless he has seen the child Every six months Mm -hmm. And the reason we do that is to, number one, assess the effectiveness of the medication, but also to monitor the side effects of the medication. So not all medication is agreeable to every single child. So the dosage needs to be evaluated on a regular basis. The side effects needs to be monitored, and it needs to be re-evaluated on a regular basis. So for a child to have been on medication for as long as the Six listener years. said, mm-hmm. without the Revaluation is very worrying So I would advise the parent To consult a pediatrician again To go to a psychologist and say Look, let's do a reassessment and see where my child is at
1: Okay, shukran for that uh, Dr. Lalkan As a reminder to the listeners That we have in studio with us Dr. Yusuf Lalkan, educational psychologist And he can be contacted on the number 021-637-688 The number again 6376831 Now doctor is there anything That you would like to maybe just you know Raise awareness Mm. around this evening inshallah
2: Well uh, there are two issues uh, Ridwan and I think we've raised it Several times before but it's one of those things That never goes away it seems to be like a little scratch in your throat. It yes. <laughs> doesn't matter how much water you drink, it still persists. And the one is the issue about poor maths and literacy, numeracy and literacy results. Now I came across an article which I found very fascinating and I thought I'll just put it on the table and invite sort of you know uh, engagement if not directly with the radio I think when educators meet they should be yeah. talking about education yeah. mm-hmm. um, so uh, according to this article that in 2011 a monitoring group issued a report and according to them they found that when they assessed grade six maths teachers only 38 percent of them could complete that question paper that they had issued to the children correctly now, this is quite a, <laughs> a a damning report because it does raise concerns about the relationship between the children's results or mm. the children's learning and the teacher's knowledge and their teaching uh, because then one can assume that the results that we see reflected in the systemic evaluation in the anus, when it does indicate at a particular level grade 3 te- uh, learners or grade 6 or grade 7 learners only attain a specific level of competency. Mm. That is indirectly a reflection of the competency of the teacher. Mm. Now, that's a very worrying report, and I think the education department has responded. But the response is also interesting, Mm -hmm. because what they're now saying is that maybe it would be a good idea that whatever question paper the children write, the teacher should be writing that same question paper. (laughs) Uh, It's it's, it's problematic On so many different levels But I think I I don't want to go into all of that But Mm -hmm. really what it does suggest Is that maybe We should be looking at teacher training We should be looking at teacher competency. We need to look at how teachers are allocated to teach a subject. Because it seems to me unacceptable that you could be teaching a subject that you have so little knowledge about. Mm -hmm. And then we come from a history where people, if you're an English teacher, you don't just read a set book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You read widely. If you're a history teacher, you read widely. You understand the content and you're passionate about it and you want new ways of extending the learner's knowledge. Now, if our learners are attaining such terrible results, uh, according to this report, it could be related to the subject knowledge and the methodology of teaching on the side of the teachers. So the unions have commented, and their comments are also very interesting. I think NAPTOSA has indicated that they... uh, they hope that the results obtained from that particular test of teachers will inform development. Well, I don't see any other purpose of doing the test, mm-hmm. but to see how you can develop the teachers. And Satu has also commented by saying that it is demoralizing to test teachers without finding out their training needs. Well, the only way you can find out their training needs is you to actually they. test them. So, you know, it seems uh, <laughs> going around in circles.
1: Mm-hmm. But there is this new concerned. thing. I don't know, Dr. If Ifiasira, maybe has in information, but there's this new thing, the PDI. Uh, Professional Development Institute um, That is also there and I'm not too sure if that also maybe looks At this whole uh, issue around Educators and the retraining of our educators Yes
0: Ridwan, it does so In, in a in a huge manner um, If you're looking at, and we go up To national a lot, and, and even if you're Looking at the different sectors that go up Let's say specialised education It looks specifically at what would special Ed's training and educational Needs be, and so we do that For every little portcom that we have and how we manage each province. But I think, you know, for the unions to come in and play that major role, you know, um, it's not the primary duty to do that. If we are looking at things like this, and if you're telling me that 38% of those educators were competent in actually completing the test, it's WCD's responsibility to say, look, if we are allocating especially these... Um, Finite subjects that you can't play with There is no grey area You can only teach math in a certain way Because even if you teach it in a different way And I get to the same solution When I get to matric That memo and my solution does not speak to each other So I will not be marked accordingly That's the unfortunate nature If you're looking at things like mathematics And physical science And your well, we used to call it biology i don 't know i don't know the new life term sciences. for it life sciences. These are very finite subjects which you know that there's no gray area stomata opening and closing will be the day and night phase, no matter how you cut the pie now it's very important that when we're looking at children in the foundation phase and in the senior phase at primary school level, that concept development is consolidated to the extent where they can move. To your high school level with a good solid foundation and then obviously extending those concepts beyond your set workbooks um to um you know comprehension and writing essays and etc and all the different areas that you have in language extended to that extent and not only what i do or was taught at primary school so it's very difficult um if you're looking at you know them writing the exams it could be an informative Task to do: Looking at how do we restructure training for 2015 or 2016. Um, You know, it's 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 a very tricky.
1: um yeah, no, sugar. Mm-hmm. But but the this, this thing as a, a PDI doctor that I am mm. aware of, for mm. example, I know that with regards to mathematics, particularly now, there is this proposal of a four plus one, for example, mm-hmm. that is being discussed at both a national and a provincial level in terms of how they are going to look at giving additional mathematics classes, mm. you know, to our students and how that is going to impact to on the our, teachers, yeah, to the teachers, yes, yeah. math. And in fact, how is that going to impact, you know, on on our our timetables and all of those things. That's still being negotiated at this stage uh, at a, a national level and I know there's something with the provincial level. Now there's an SMS here and it puts a smile on my face and the SMS says uh, Salam Ridwan, any further developments on the salary issue? Well there has been no developments with regards to the salary issue unfortunately uh, we do know as we said last week there was an, um, an SMS which went around that said you know that salary negotiations had been concluded and that the government agreed it, or DPSA grid to pay eight percent uh, that in fact is not true uh, What we are saying is that there has been a Dispute declared and interestingly the Dispute has not been declared by the unions uh, The dispute was declared by The employer uh, and they are Offering 4.8% still mm-hmm. And unions are asking for A 10% uh, general salary Increase across the board uh, just Another information is that they're asking for a Multi-term agreement uh, then Also as far as the housing allowance Is concerned uh, they're Asking for an increase in the housing allowance as well as with GEMS Now I know that the, uh, there's been movement On the GEMS um, uh, process Because they, the employer is offering 28% uh, increase In mm-hmm. terms of the GEMS So shukran for that particular SMS But at this stage that is all uh, the news That we have here on education in Daba At this stage Then SMS from 5998 Salam, family and friends always looking for maths tutors. So, so there must be a problem with maths in schools. And that comes from Roshana Fisher in Kenwan. Now, Roshana is Yasira's mom. Uh, I believe she's also an educator uh, and a head of department at an institution. So very uh, shukran for that particular comment. So, Doctor, there seems to be a real concern around mathematics. No, it always has been. But the irony, of course, is now with this new
2: intervention, the PDI and the 4-in-1, is we're really saying that after teachers been at college or university for four years, intensively learning how to teach maths. They need to take off another day every week to relearn mm. how to teach maths. And for me, that's the, that's the irony of what's been happening. So somewhere along the line, we're not tackling the root of the problem. And we keep on papering the cracks, hoping it won't show.
1: A year later, mm-hmm. and one of the interesting things, doctor, you know, in your absence of uh, having been in the education sector, I'm not too sure how involved doctor still is, but maybe Yasira can maybe also just give us an indication. What is happening within the Western Cape at the moment is the whole redesign of districts, doctor. And one of the interesting things, apart from the Ctm and IMG manager positions, is the whole redesign of the what we called the uh, previously the SLS component, mm. uh, which you headed, by the way, at South uh, District. Mm. Uh, but, uh, Yashira, what was the, what is the, what they prepare, uh, proposing there?
0: Well, I, I don't think I should say this on air, Irwin. I will hear tomorrow what happens in chamber. But, effectively, they're looking at redesigning um, the directorate, you know, and how it filters down to each and every district. We um, The same thing that, that are happening with the IMGs. We take out one year. We substitute with that. It's no longer specialized education. It's now learner support. Um, and, you know, other departments coming over to, lear, to learner support or SLES, or, SLIS or I, I don't know what the term is any longer. Um, but just some clarity around that tomorrow. And then for next week, inshallah, we will, you know, you know cut that pie a bit thinner. Um, it's all been speculation at the time, and they haven't been quite direct in saying that this is A, B, and C, what we're going to do. Um, however, the redesign at District... I think will take effect, you know, um, should things go their way.
1: Okay, so they are busy with the consultation process, Mm. and uh, that process starts tomorrow. And I know that Yasira is part of the uh, provincial uh, task team or chamber that's actually going to be discussing uh, those particular things. On that, let's go for a quick ad break. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Dava" here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And a very big shukran to Ismail, our technician, for this evening. If you have just joined us, we are joined in the studio by Dr. Yusuf Lalkan who is an educational psychologist by profession. If you would like to participate in the program, or if you have any questions, uh, you can send your uh, question via the SMS line to the number. 47913, the SMS line 47913, or you can give us a call in the studio on the number zero two one double four two three five three zero. Now, doctor, before we continue, there's an SMS from 6580, and those are the, f- the last four digits. And it says, Assalamu alaikum to the panel. So true what Prophet's is saying, when academic achievements Uh, Do teachers do a psychoanalysis test To see if they are ready For teacher and child behavior And that comes from Salama I'm not sure doctor if you want to just quickly comment on that one
2: Well I think it's expected of all teachers To do modules in child development And classroom management So yes there is a level of understanding that that teachers need to have before entering the profession. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's given enough emphasis uh, at university level is obviously another matter. Um, I mean, at one point I taught that module in child development at Mm -hmm. UWC, Mm -hmm. and it really constituted a very minor component of the overall preparation. So again, the irony is that a lot of these uh, students were focused on, on the core subject of teaching, rather than the other subjects. Can and I can
1: I just say Doctor that I'm rudely interrupting and you know, mm-hmm. maybe yes, I can also comment. You know, one of the things that we find at the, well well in my experience now, we find these first year students or uh, you know who teach Uh, Then they teach for about three to four to five months And then they come and they say to us But you look, they they can't manage uh, the children in the classroom They can't actually get to teach I'm not sure if that is what we're talking about now Because although they've now qualified as an educator Mm -hmm. And we're just uh, referring to your Funzelushaka bursaries All first-time educators Mm -hmm. When they're into that teaching profession Actually, six months down the line You know, they're really saying to us Look, isn't there something else we can do? Or Mm -hmm. they're saying, no, put me at another school So that is the challenge You're raising a very interesting
2: sort of aspect to the whole discussion, obviously, because no matter how well you are trained, when you enter the environment, it's such a shock to so many young, excited, promising teachers that they can't cope. And you're quite right. I've experienced the same thing when these learners come back, the students from the 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 practice teaching. Mm -hmm. The most common comment is about learner behavior, about poor management, about disorganization, lack of structure and routine at the school. So clearly there is that dimension to creating a wellness program at the school or focusing on teacher well-being. You know, that needs to be considered as well. Okay, Doctor. Before we
1: continue, just to remind our listeners if you would like to participate, I would like to hear from any first or second year educator out there, you know, how they are coping within the classroom environment and whether, in fact, uh, what was taught to you at university actually does assist in any way. Uh, do give us your comment on the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. Doctor, anything else that we could possibly look at? Well, it depends how much time
2: we have left, Riddle One. And, and the, in your absence, I happen to have you know, come in at one point, and I think, uh, Mahadin? Yeah, okay. Yeah? Mahadin was the, the presenter. And we had chatted about peer pressure mm-hmm. and the influences that our children are subjected to, generally speaking. And I just, I thought maybe it's worth going over that those issues again in the light of what has been happening in our communities where people are very, always very shocked. Mm. When they are, you know, provided with news that suggests that our young people are exposed to information, are exposed to pressures, and
1: they're very vulnerable, and their
2: vulnerability, and and we shouldn't be shocked because the reality is that you know when when children reach adolescence, they they have a need to explore, they have a need to find an identity and find a cause, as it were. Mm. And we also know that when they reach adolescence, the, the level of communication between parents and children is rapidly. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it's always the irony when the children need us most is when we're least available because developmentally, families, when the children get to adolescence, fathers and mothers are at the peak of their own careers. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for promotion and they're looking for entrenching themselves in the workplace that they don't have time to spend with their children. And so, you know, the issue about Parent uh, involvement And peer pressure are so closely related That I think we need to be talking about it More and more
1: mm-hmm. Yes, I comment from your side
0: No, it is correct, Riva And I think, you know, the the prevalence of peer pressure has been, you know, coming on since I think there was adolescence, you know, and we and we named it adolescence. It's always been around. Um, mm-hmm. Society, however, now dictates a different kind of pressure, and I don't think we are au fait in the sense that we know how to effectively manage what is taking place right now. Because that time social, you know, pressures when I was at high school was, you know, do you want to smoke a cigarette? Oh, my goodness, like that's not happening. Or, you know, what clique are you part of and, and your dress code had to be a certain way. Um, and, and we're going back like, you know, more than a decade, almost two decades. Somehow that has all changed. We didn't have cell phones back then. And you know, we, we didn't have the luxuries of what children I have available now. so initially, if I'm not part of something in this modern, changing time, my instinct and my internal motivation skyrockets because I need to fit in some way, and I need to do something. and we become very um, blindsided because it appears to be normal, because this is what you see every single day, but the ability to cope is no longer normal Mm -hmm. for these youngsters. And and the (coughs) social
2: media? Well, that's exactly what Yosira is, is trying to, I think, convey, and that is that maybe 20, 30 years ago, the influences and the pressures were there, but it was very confined and limited to your immediate environment and the child down the road and the kids in your class and so yeah. on. And nowadays, obviously, the world is opened up completely to our, sh- our, our, our young people. And so at the click of a button, yep. they are influenced by, you know, an unimaginable amount of, of pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, subjected to that pressure. And so there's a new understanding that I think we need to engage in with how do parents relate to children in this changing world because you're now dealing with a child who is fully of a with a reality mm. quite beyond what you even think about, mm. as yeah, a, as I mean, parent.
1: if I if I take my daughter for example, I mean, you know, she, I mean, they have they what do you call this electronic thing? Uh, um, the the phones, man. You know, they are more incapable of dealing with things with phones than what you what mm. you know. And I think even in Juma on Friday, you know, uh, the Sheikh was in fact saying that even as parents, we should be checking, you know, what is happening on the on the phones of our little ones, mm. uh, because that is where they actually go onto these social media mm. and they you they you don't know what is happening as a parent but mm. it, it is happening and then uh, you know I don't know, peer pressure Or they get information mm-hmm. somewhere And they don't necessarily speak to us As parents about it Because as Dr. Now said also You are at that particular stage now where, When the child actually needs you You know, the parents are really um, You know, busy with their own kind of things But there has been a, quite a number of Isses that have come through uh, The one says um, Salaam um, teaches my granddaughter At Al-Azhar school, grade 3 No workbook to work from How's that working class of 40, of 40 learners? Well, you know the issue around workbooks Again you know That's always uh, come up uh, There's a few more But we're going to go For a quick ad break And uh, when we come back We'll continue With the program called Education in Daba Here on The Voice of the Cape Live from Cape Town
0: This is The Voice of the Cape The Voice of the Cape The Voice of the Cape
1: Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba here on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo. And as we see this, Alhamdulillah, it is Sunday, the 12th of April 2015, corresponding with the 22nd of Jamadathani, 1436, with your presenters this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by Dr. Yusuf Lalkin, educational psychologist. If you have any questions or comments, uh, you can send us those via the SMS line to the number 47913, our SMS line 47913. If you would like to make contact with Dr. Yusuf Lalkin, you can contact him during office hours on the number 21 Three, one. The number again, 21 Before I continue, Doctor, I just want to say that uh, I saw a very interesting picture In fact, I saved it on my phone, I was going to send it to the Doctor I saw a very, a very interesting picture of Doctor when I visited um, the school in Bridgetown um, Eros Eros, yes mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor was standing there in the middle with the entire staff there Way back picture uh, I'm going to send it to Yasira as well And I'm going to show Dr. the picture Anyway, SMS uh, line Hi, Assalamualaikum That comes from 6097 Hi, Assalamualaikum I have a problem with a certain school My son is in matric this year For the last two years He has been at Shoko for extra classes And the methods seems to clash uh, When he applies this at school I am told it is a private school uh, But how, does the, how do we adapt these methods? I am very angry uh, Doctor? Well, you know, one. I think
2: sometimes the pressure on parents is so huge that children should perform that they grab at straws, as it were. Mm-hmm. And so anybody everywhere who says that I can help your child with maths, you enlist their services. And that's the problem because these people are obviously either students or they're working individuals. They're not part of the education system. And so they're not afraid with the methodology or the processes that would be compliant with. WCED. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that when parents do enlist the services that they check out who these people are, what is the, what is the level of understanding of what a grade 9 student should be teaching in terms of content mm-hmm. and in terms of methodology. Otherwise you'll have problems like these. Okay,
1: Shukran. For that, Doctor, then another SMS from 891. one. Eight says, assalamu Alaikum, can an educator put a grade R learner out of class? Saying he is a disturbance uh, Myself and his parents We speak a lot to him But he is very hyperactive Shukran. Okay doctor first And then if you wants that Maybe comments here
0: You know, Ridwan, um, depending at where the grade R is, I know if you're at the WCD school, you know, no child should be outside of class during contact time unsupervised. Um, If you take it from a special school, you know, sometimes you need to remove learners because of their behavior, but there's always assistance with them. Grade R means you're six years old and the imagination at six (laughs) to do things outside, you know, is very vast. However, if a child is hyperactive, the best way to look at, you know, what is it, ADD, ADHD, impulsivity, just hyperactivity, there's an array of things that could possibly be wrong, as well as a sensory modulation problem, which, you know, you, you would refer to an occupational therapist, but assessments need to be done, and you, and you need to start at what the... The educators seeing, um, you know, go to an educational psychologist, look at the Connors assessment form, fill it out at home, And at school, it needs to be in both environments. It can't just be one environment, and then your child is labelled ADHD. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. It's quite a lengthy process. The medical practitioner would then obviously also have to be involved. And then obviously, how do we deal with hyperactivity, and how do we deal with ADHD would be the therapies that follow. That's the best advice. The little one is six. If we nip it in the bud right now, you know... Um, Good lifelong learning will take place until the child reaches matric and even goes to high school Because ADHD is not something that you outgrow But something that you learn to control and manage And when they're exposed at such a young age, it becomes habitual to them
1: Okay, shukran for that, Doctor?
2: Well, you know, I I think just listening to the question again very, Very few parents fully understand their child's behavior or level of uh, competency unless and until they enter school environment Mm -hmm. because we just make assumptions that that's normal behavior that's normal level of language that's normal level of understanding when the child is in the home and so it often comes as quite a big shock to parents when they get called in by a teacher to say well hang on a minute there's something that we are worried about Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important that we respond to that in a positive way Mm-hmm. And I think unfortunately in our community there's a tendency to overreact to a parent, to a teacher who has your child's best interest at heart and that's why they're calling you in. Now in this particular instance there seems to have been a breakdown in communication. As you know, That's quite correct, a six year old should not be left unattended outside of a classroom. Um, and if this is happening then it, two things can, we can deduce from that. One is the level of the child's behaviour is that extreme that the teacher is unable to cope with it mm-hmm. or the, the class is not benefiting mm-hmm. from the child being there. Or secondly, it, it reflects the, the inability of the teacher to mm-hmm. manage that particular learner. Mm-hmm. Both of that would be equally important mm-hmm. to address. One on the side of the school to intervene and find out from the teacher what is the method that you, you adopt in managing your class. And the other side is for the parents to say, well, if my child's behavior is that disruptive, I take responsibility mm. And I will then find out What the reasons for that is And what we can do to help it
1: mm-hmm. Okay, Shukran For that uh, particular question, Doctor We just to remind our listeners That you can still participate In the program By sending us your SMS To the number 47913 uh, We still have Doctor in studio For another 7 or 8 minutes uh, So if you do have any further questions Do send us those particular questions Sometimes we find that We do get the questions After Doctor has already left mm. uh, So our appeal certainly is That you do send us those Now Doctor, just going back to the issue again you know about the peer pressure and you know how easily our learners are being influenced you know by what Is really out there mm-hmm. I know Yesira, You've also commented you know to say you Know how our children feel that Need and because of that need that is Why they go in that particular direction Maybe mm-hmm. Any further comments from doctors side on that well,
2: well I think again just to recognize that Need it's not to be oblivious to It uh, and to imagine that You had done all you could and mm-hmm. you've done Enough mm-hmm. I think that is the assumption That most parents uh, come to When the child reaches a certain Age I've seen him to my dresser I've seen him to the school i've involved him in arts and karate and Mm. everything that i could possibly do and now we leave them (laughs) and we say well you go out there and you know we've done our job so i I think the first thing is maybe is to recognize that you have to engage with your child on an ongoing basis secondly is the point that yasira has made earlier and that is you leave your child to a world that you don't know Mm. and when you give your child a cell phone you're saying to them I trust you to do the right thing here. When you buy them a laptop or an iPad or a tablet, you're saying to them, you know enough to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And the reality is our kids don't know enough Mm. to deal with that. And so our job even becomes more important after we have Given them, you know, these uh, electronic equipment, as you referred to earlier on. I found it interesting that you refer to a cell phone as electronic equipment, because a lot of parents do exactly that. They don't even know it's a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that thing that you... But I'm challenged, Doctor. The <laughs> thing that you go into, the, the thing that gives uh, you that thing. That's what my kid <laughs> is doing. So... It is a responsibility if you're going to give that to your child that you should know as much about it and more. Mm. It's the same situation as we spoke earlier about the teacher knowing more about maths than the children. Mm. Mm. You should be getting 110% for the test, not Ninety percent.
1: If you write the test yourself, if you write yes. the test yourself,
2: so we need to know the things that we expose our children to, and we need to be open to engage with him about it. And I always, p- parents don't know the the tools. You know, mm. we have limited conversation with our kids. How's your day? Okay. Mm-hmm. You. What did you do? Nothing. And then we satisfied that that is exactly what had happened. It was an okay
1: day when nothing happened. And, and yet, it, so
2: much happens without.
1: Okay, Doctor Mafikulu, we've got some SMSs coming through now. Um, so let's do the first one that says, and that comes from five double one five. It says, uh, "Salamu alaykum." Uh, Please explain autism. People do not always understand uh, what this concept is. Mm, yes, Sira. Shall we do autism tonight, or shall we do autism next
2: week?
0: You see, it would have been easy to do autism, and then Doc and I could have a conversation. Besides, the time running out. But now we have the autistic spectrum. Which mm. obviously takes us to a different level away from mm. autism per se, because mm. we can have autistic traits, which mm. means if I'm on the spectrum, I can have Asperges or autism, etc., and, and it goes on. So there is no. Uh, okay,
1: before you start confusing me, Yasira, let's just do this. I think you mentioned, or Dr. said, let's mm. do this next week, inshallah. So, to that particular listener from 5115, if every shukran for that, we will uh, speak to Dr. and Yasira to deal with uh, the aspect of autism next week, inshallah. Uh, but just for my sake you know what is autism is in no simple simplified way of saying to me what it is it's okay. a, it's, it is probably one of the more complicated
2: conditions That is not uh, that can't, You okay. can't give a simplified so, answer to yeah. So let's yeah, just leave so, it doctor
1: yeah. inshallah, Next week inshallah stay tuned then to the program Called education in Daba We will be dealing with autism Then another interesting question doctor from 2270 It says "Salam, can you please name or give a, a few of the symptoms of depression In young children A, tw- a two year old boy Can a two year old child become depressed?
2: They, they can have a depressive mood, but it would certainly not count as depression. Mm. Um, certainly not at the age of two. Not even this time, yeah, at the age of yeah, two. No, not, a, not, a, not a, even,
1: yeah. Just okay, initially luck. I thought it was 12 when I read the SMS, uh, but it says, so, uh, symptoms of depression. So, to, to that particular listener, uh, that is the age, the correct age, two-year-old. The, what the doctor is saying is that you won't be able to then mm-hmm. identify any measures of depression uh, in those children okay then there's another sms from 8613 it says assalamualaikum my child is 11 and i need help uh, the school referred me a to a psychologist but it's 450 rand every time i go and i don't have the money is there a, a, a some other place or person uh, that i can go and see uh, shukran. If it be shukran once again to our listeners for their participation, I'll put these questions to our panelists and see how they can possibly assist. So, the psychologist, the, the, the cost, doctor, I think is 450 rand every time. But that is, I think, it's, it's normal.
2: That's the normal cost for, for that level of service, uh, Redwan. Uh, but depending on the age of the child, you know, there is the developmental clinic at Red Cross, mm-hmm. um, there are services at your day hospitals. Mm-hmm where trainee psychologists are available to assist parents who cannot afford uh, to go to a private
1: psychologist. So okay, Doctor, do I'm that. really trying to squeeze in another SMS weekly. There's another SMS from 0656 that says, Assalamu Alaikum. My son is in grade one at a WCD school. He came home and complained several times that his teacher hits him with a stick or a paintbrush because his shirt is hanging out. I approached the teacher and she denied it. However, my son is actually becoming apprehensive to attend school. What should I do? And that's the last question we're going to take.
2: Mm. Well, you know, um, the fact that the child has come home several times is really worrying that th- this incident isn't a one-off thing. It has been happening quite a few times. Parents seem to have intervened, which is the right thing to do, speak to the teacher. And uh, one would hope that after contact like that, whatever behavior had caused this would have stopped. And so... In but the could children
1: become apprehensive of, of going to school if the if something like this happens?
2: Well, the, the question is is that the only thing that's happening? Okay. So you know there may have been one or two responses from that teacher that was particularly harsh, mm-hmm. where it was raising a voice, where it was uh, reacting in the way the way that the parent has indicated. So if the if the child remains apprehensive, then I think it's important to understand what else is happening uh, that is causing that. A nine out of ten times it's a well th- yeah are one of two things one is a learning difficulty so the child is apprehensive about just going to school and being asked to perform mm-hmm. um, and they would they would come home and talk about everything else except that so they would refer to the behavior of children the behavior of adults uh, the length of the class how tired they are <laughs> how long the day is Everything else Except the fact Because they can't Articulate it I don't understand mm-hmm. What is happening Okay doctor across.
1: I still want to ask A personal question To doctor Before we wrap up Because we have to wrap up Because we're breaking For the work of Isha Inshallah But a, a reminder That next week Inshallah We will be speaking About autism There's an SMS here I'm not going to read The last four digits Because the SMS says Read one Do you have to read out The last digits All the time Well it's simply My way of acknowledging A particular listener That I have received That particular SMS Because I'm sure people Know what they What their cell numbers are But if they Request that I not read out the last four digits, then leave that, Doctor. Very quickly to you, I want to ask you how was the reunion? Well, it,
2: uh, <laughs> it happened four weeks ago, really. The okay. One. And uh, it, it was a, a, a really fascinating experience to have met colleagues and friends after so many years, particularly the teachers. I think they felt so honored that after so many years, we would bother to invite them. Mm-hmm. Because the tradition with the reunions is the students, the students. Get together. Mm-hmm. And so it was a combination of acknowledging their contribution to our education over many years. And then, of course, to reunite and recollect and connect with our, uh, our friends of so many years. But more interesting And I just want to say Last night I was at a function Where I met myself A teacher You huh. And what was so remarkable That she recognised me I didn't recognise her and she could tell me personal things about my
1: behavior <laughs> okay in doctor we so. k- Mr. Safuddin this is for you <laughs> okay shukran. Shukran. so we're going to keep uh, doctor to tell us more about Mr. Safuddin and that will be next week inshallah so do stay tuned in to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio Dr. Safudin, it has been a pleasure having you back in studio Yasira yes, I'm not too sure from your side as well but a very big shukaran uh, to doc I'm sure I'm, I'm trying to be positive and I'm speaking too fast because I need to wrap up very quickly so doctor a very and assalamu wa salam wa rahmatullahi on that note we break for the Wakt of Isha inshallah and when we come back We will continue with the program called Education in Daba" here on The Voice of the Cape